Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coffee Break Spanish Magazine, Season 3, Episode 5. Hola a todos, ¿cómo estamos? Yo soy Mark. Hola amigos y yo soy Fernanda. Estamos muy contentos de estar aquí con vosotros con otro episodio del Coffee Break Spanish Magazine. ¿Cómo estás Fernanda? Muy bien, ¿y tú Mark? Muy bien, estoy bailando. ¿eh? Sí, He aprendido un poco de salsa desde <laughs> el último episodio. <laughs> muy bien, muy bien. Ok, we're back with another episode. Of course, this is the Coffee Break Spanish Magazine. It's a show for intermediate to advanced Spanish speakers. And we'll be talking a lot in Spanish, but we'll also be explaining some things in English to this week. We are joined once again by Sofia and she has a text for us about a subject that's very, well, panameño. Sí, muy importante para ella. Sí. So <laughs> Sofia, coming from Panama, she wants to talk about something from Panama. So let us find out more about that. We'll also have a question from a listener coming up, something interesting about participles. And of course, Sofia will be back at the end with her guinda del pastel, the, <laughs> the, the cereza del pastel. Sí, sí, sí. Let's get on with the show. Vamos a empezar. Empecemos. Como siempre, vamos a empezar escuchando el texto. Y luego lo traduciremos y vamos también a analizarlo. Perfecto. Entonces le cedemos la palabra a Sofía. Hola, Sofía. ¿Cómo Hola. estás? Hola, Sofía. Hola, Mark. Hola, Fernanda. Estoy muy, muy bien. Gracias. Y estoy muy emocionada de compartir un poco sobre este tema, que es el Canal de Panamá. Muy bien, pues vamos a por ello. Cuando escuchas sobre Panamá, probablemente lo primero que se te viene a la mente es el Canal de Panamá. Este paso de 77 kilómetros de largo conecta al Océano Pacífico con el Mar Caribe por medio del punto más estrecho del país y es clave para la comunicación marítima de muchos países. Pero, ¿cuál es la historia detrás de esta maravillosa obra de la ingeniería? Todo comenzó cuando los españoles llegaron a América y descubrieron un paso que les permitía transportar el oro de una costa a la otra. ¿Sabías que antes del canal hubo un ferrocarril? Así es, aquella ruta que usaban los españoles fue muy popular durante siglos y no fue hasta 1855 que por fin se realizó un ferrocarril para transportar el oro a cargo de los estadounidenses. Luego, en 1880, los franceses trataron de construir un canal por esta famosa vía. 
pero fallaron gracias a las condiciones climáticas y varias enfermedades tropicales como la malaria y la fiebre amarilla. Finalmente, los Estados Unidos construyeron el canal que vemos hoy en día. Usando la tecnología más avanzada de la época, lograron construir esclusas que levantan y bajan barcos a una altura de 85 pies. Esencial para poder ir de un océano a otro. La construcción de esta obra duró 10 años, hasta que por fin fue inaugurada el 15 de agosto de 1914. El canal estuvo bajo el mando de los estadounidenses por muchísimos años, y no fue hasta el 31 de diciembre de 1999 que fue otorgado en su totalidad a Panamá. Hoy en día es administrado por la Autoridad del Canal de Panamá, ACP. Y es pieza clave para el comercio mundial, ya que alrededor de 12.000 embarcaciones viajan a través de él cada año. Gracias a la ampliación del canal, culminada en el 2015, este genera un aporte al país de alrededor de 1.703 millones de dólares anuales. Definitivamente una obra maravillosa que merece la pena ver, ya que conecta a todo un continente y el mundo. Muchas gracias, Sofía. Un tema muy importante para ti, ¿no? Sí, muy bien. Bueno, Ahí aprendemos todos de sí, Sofía. Sí, sí. Fernanda, ¿tú has estado una vez en, en Panamá? No, no he tenido la suerte todavía, pero tal vez ahora podemos visitar a Sofía. A Sofía y al canal <risa> sí, y todo. Ahí nos vamos. Muy bien, muy bien. Pues vamos a volver al texto y, y hablaremos un poco del vocabulario, de la gramática que hay en este texto. ¿Sí? Okay, entonces empecemos. Muy bien. Cuando escuchas sobre Panamá, probablemente lo primero que se te viene en mente es el canal de Panamá. Ok. There's a tricky grammatical thing in this first sentence that we're going to talk about a little. But let's just translate the first part. Cuando escuchas sobre Panamá. Literally, when you listen around Panamá, okay, or about Panamá, when you hear people talking about Panamá, probablemente lo primero que se te viene en mente, the first thing probably that comes to mind, es el canal de Panamá, is the Panama Canal. But this se te viene en mente is a little bit complicated. I'm thinking if I'm coming from English, which comes to you in mind, que te viene en mente, pero no puedes decir eso en español. No, no. Estamos usando venirse, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. Entonces, se te viene a la mente, lo estamos usando como reflexivo, uh -huh. porque a ti mismo se te viene la idea, por ejemplo. Yeah. So if, if we're thinking about this, it's basically the ideas kind of sí. uh, in there and then it comes to yourself. Se devuelven. <laughs> <laughs> sí, y otro ejemplo sería por, por decir, eh, se me ocurrió yeah. una idea, ¿verdad? So, se me ocurrió una idea. Sí. It always happens itself to you. Sí. Se me ocurrió una idea. Muy es un bien. poco complicado, ¿no? Tienes que... Sí, sí. Es, es, está en tu mente ahí. Sí, está en tu mente. Y en tu algo así. Ok, so, uh, probable, probablemente lo primero que se te viene en mente es el canal de Panamá. So the first thing that probably comes to mind is the Panama Canal. Este paso de 77 kilómetros de largo conecta al Océano Pacífico con el Mar Caribe. So this... Uh, path. Sí. It's a different type of paso from the salsa pasos. Ah, sí, sí. <laughs> Otros pasos. So this path of 77 kilometers long, de largo, conecta al Océano Pacífico. So it connects the Pacific Ocean con el Mar Caribe, with the Caribbean Sea or the Caribbean Sea. Sí. Por medio del punto más estrecho del país, 
y es clave para la comunicación marítima de muchos países. So it connects the Pacific Ocean and the Caribbean Sea por medio del punto más estrecho del país, um, by means of the narrowest point of the country. So if you imagine Panama and how it sort of tapers to a very, very narrow point, right at that narrow point is where the Panama Canal is. Sí. And this facilitates uh, maritime communication of many countries. Es clave para, so it's a key for, it's a really important element for the maritime communication of many countries. Pero, ¿cuál es la historia detrás de esta maravillosa obra de la ingeniería? But what is the story or the history behind this marvelous work of engineering? Now, let's take a little moment here to talk about cuál. ¿Cuál es la historia? Why would that not be qué es la historia? <laughs> Porque cuál de todas las historias del mundo <laughs> es la historia <laughs> del canal. So if you imagine all of the stories in the world, which one is the story behind this marvel of engineering? And that's really a, a good way of thinking about cuál, because when we say which or what is the story behind this, we think of what one is it out of a range of lots of different ones. And also the fact that it's followed by es, cuál es, la historia, helps us a determine that it's going to be cuál. Sí, muy bien, Mark. Okay. Todo comenzó cuando los españoles llegaron a América y descubrieron un paso que les permitía transportar el oro de una costa a la otra. So everything began, todo comenzó, all good stories begin like this, todo <laughs> comenzó cuando los españoles llegaron a América. So when the Spaniards, when Spanish people, arrived in America, the continent, y descubrieron un paso, and they discovered a path que les permitía transportar el oro, which allowed to them permitir a alguien hacer algo. So, que les permitía transportar el oro, to transport gold de una costa a la otra, from one coast to the other. Sí, muy bien, Mark. Eh, ¿Sabías? Tengo un dato anecdótico. Ah, aquí. venga, venga, venga. <risa> bueno, hay una unión entre Panamá y Chile con esto. Ok, cuéntanos. <risa> Antes de que se hiciera el canal de Panamá, eh, la única ruta para conectar entre océanos era el Estrecho de Magallanes. So this is the Magellan or the Magellan Straits. Sí, Mark, sí. Está, And en, where are these? está en la parte más austral de Chile, al más austral, sur. Al sur. Sí. Okay, so we've got the most southern part of Chile. And to be honest, if they've just gone a little <laughs> bit further, they could have just gone around Cape Horn, no? Sí, es ya más peligroso ahí. <laughs> so the Magellan Straits allows the, the, the ships to pass through safer waters sí. uh, rather than going round the bottom of, of Chile. Sí, era un pasaje natural. Bueno, todavía existe mm -hmm. un pasaje natural. So this predated, obviously, if it's, sí. if it's natural, <laughs> it predated the Panama Canal, but that was the only way to get through from one ocean to the other. Sí, los barcos tenían que darse toda la vuelta. Toda la vuelta. Okay, so the, the Panama Canal obviously helped shipping and, and the economy. In, sí, in ha ayudado sense. muchísimo. Well, let's find out a little more about how it did help. So let's come back to our text. And there's a, a sabías que here. So we've got another um, did you know. ¿Sabías que antes del canal hubo un ferrocarril? Ah, oh, I love that word, ferrocarril. It's a great word for practicing your, your R's. Um, so if, if our listeners find it difficult to, to roll their R's, one of the things I always say is that if you put your tongue towards the top of your mouth and then blow air through it, it's like, it, it, it sort of vibrates sí, against the roof of your mouth. Lo más fuerte posible. Ferrocarril. 
Let's hear it in a proper Chilean accent. <laughs> ferrocarril. Okay, there you go. So, um, did you know that before the canal, there was a ferrocarril, uh, which is a railway? Sí, así es. Aquella ruta que usaban los españoles fue muy popular durante siglos. That's right. So, the route, we're talking here about the, the original route that was used by the Spaniards, that was used for centuries. But then, the railway was constructed. Y no fue hasta 1855 que por fin se realizó un ferrocarril para transportar el oro. And it wasn't until 1855 when finally a, a railway was created to transport gold. A cargo de los estadounidenses. And this was created by the Americans. Or at least they were in charge of it, a cargo de. So they, they were in charge of this uh, ferrocarril. Luego, en 1880, los franceses trataron de construir un canal por esta famosa vía. So then, in 1880, the French tried to construct a canal through this famous way, through this famous path. Pero fallaron gracias a las condiciones climáticas y varias enfermedades tropicales como la malaria y la fiebre amarilla. Okay. However, they failed. Fallaron. Gracias a las condiciones climáticas. We would probably say here, um, rather than thanks to, we would say as a result of the climatic conditions and various illnesses, tropical illnesses like malaria and yellow fever. Can we talk a little more about this gracias a? Because I think normally we tend to associate gracias a, thanks to, as a positive thing. So thanks to you, Fernanda, I can speak good Spanish. You taught me everything I, I, I need to know. But we can use gracias a with a negative. Sí, es con, casi con un tono irónico. So an ironic tone. Give us an example. Sí, por ejemplo, gracias a que llegaste tan tarde, no pude salir. So uh, thanks to the fact that you got here so late, I wasn't able to go out. And you see in the, the, the voice, the tone of your voice, then you're saying, thanks to you. <laughs> but th there is another way that we could, we could say this in Spanish with a sí. different word. Sí, por ejemplo, podríamos decir debido. Debido, so due to something. Debido a las condiciones climáticas and, and so on. So debido, it comes from the verb deber. Sí. And it just means due to. Uh, as thanks to or due to or something like that. It's maybe a little more formal. Sí, un poquito más formal y también puede significar por qué, mm -hmm. ¿verdad? Por la razón. Por la razón, okay. Muy bien. Okay, so let's come back to the text. We've talked about the, the climatic conditions um, and the things like malaria and yellow fever. Finally, what happened? Finalmente, los Estados Unidos construyeron el canal que vemos hoy en día. So finally, or in the end, the United States constructed the canal, which we see these days, which we see currently. Usando la tecnología más avanzada de la época. So using the most advanced technology of the, the, the time. Lograron construir esclusas que levantan y bajan barcos a una altura de 85 pies. So are the esclusas the locks? Sí, Mark. 
Okay, so these are the 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 technical things which allow boats and, and the, the, the canal boats or the ships that are going through the canal to be lowered and to be raised to the different the different heights of water. I'm sure everyone knows <laughs> what the lock is. I don't know why I'm explaining this. But Manejan el nivel del agua, ¿verdad? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so they, they manage the level of the, the water. Um, so let's go back to this. Lograron construir esclusas que levantan y bajan barcos a una altura de 85 pies. So they managed to build the locks which raise and lower boats to a height of 85 feet. Esencial para poder ir de un océano a otro. This is essential to be able to go. There's a double infinitive. Our friend from last time, Namorata, <laughs> was asking about double infinitive. So para poder ir, to be able to go de un océano a otro, from one ocean to the other. La construcción de esta obra duró 10 años. The construction of this work, of this, this magnificent feat, um, lasted 10 years. Hasta que por fin fue inaugurada el 15 de agosto de 1914. Until it was finally inaugurated the 15th of August uh, 1914. Before we go on, let us just stop a little and talk about hasta que. Hasta que in the past year, hasta que uh, por fin fue inaugurado or inaugurada in the case of, of uh, the, the obra. But hasta que, when we're referring to a future, is a little bit different. Think back to when we were talking about cuando, a couple of episodes ago. Cuando llegue, when he arrives. Or cuando empecemos, when we begin. If we're thinking about until we begin, when it happens in the future, then that also needs a subjunctive. So we would say hasta que llegue, Por ejemplo, hasta que llegue Sofía esta tarde, yo seguiré trabajando. So I will continue working until Sofía gets here this afternoon because we're going to be doing some recording. Sí. So hasta que llegue Sofía, we don't know if she's going to arrive. She might not arrive. There's a doubt in there. So that's why we need a subjunctive after hasta que when it's referring to the future. In the past, we know it happened. So there's no doubt. So we know here it should be hasta que... Por fin fue inaugurada, talking about the work of the, the construction of the, uh, the, the Panama Canal. Sí, porque es algo seguro y que sabemos que sucedió. Que sucedió, exactamente. Okay, so let us continue on here. El canal estuvo bajo el mando de los estadounidenses por muchísimos años. So the canal was under the, the management, it was under control uh, by Americans for many years. Y no fue hasta el 31 de diciembre de 1999 que fue otorgado en su totalidad a Panamá. And it wasn't until the 31st of December 1999 that it was handed over to Panama in its totality. The, in the entire project was handed over and the management of the project and so on to uh, Panama in 1999, at the end of the 20th century. Otorgar is an interesting word. Sí, Mark. What can you otorgar? Por ejemplo, puedes otorgar un premio. So in that case, it would be a award, to sí. award a prize. Puedes otorgar eh, un honor. Yeah, so sí. to award an honor. Or what about a, a, una beca? Otorgar una beca, so sí. to award a, what do you call a beca in, in English? Scholarship. A scholarship, thank you. <laughs> Did not think of the word in English there, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, Muy bien, Mark. native speaker, yeah, okay. Uh, so thank you for that. So otorgar, an interesting word, possibly one that our listeners haven't come across before. Sí, muy interesante. Let's continue. Hoy en día es administrado por la Autoridad del Canal de Panamá, ACP. 
So these days, it's administrated by the authority of the Panama Canal, that's the ACP. Y es pieza clave para el comercio mundial, ya que alrededor de 12.000 embarcaciones viajan a través de él cada año. Right, so a little bit long this. It's a key piece, a key element for the comercio mundial, so worldwide commerce, ya que, since, alrededor de 12.000 embarcaciones, uh, around 12,000 ships, viajan a través del, de él, so a través del canal, so they, they travel through the canal cada año, every year. Gracias a la ampliación del canal, culminada en el 2015, este genera un aporte al país de alrededor de 1.703 millones anuales. Okay, very precise there. So thanks to, and this time it's a positive thing, sí. thanks to the, the enlargement of the canal, uh, which was completed in 2015, este, and that este is referring back to the canal, canal sí. this one, literally, genera un aporte al país it generates a, an income to the country of around $1,703 million annually. Bastante dinero. Sí. <laughs> definitivamente una obra maravillosa que merece la pena ver. So it's definitely a marvelous work. It's something amazing que merece la pena ver, which is well worth the trouble to see. Ya que conecta a todo un continente y el mundo given that it connects a whole continent and the world. Muy pues muy interesante. Muchas gracias, Sofía. Okay, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back and we'll have a question from one of our listeners after the break. If you'd like to get more out of your experience with the Coffee Break Spanish magazine, then you can use the premium version of this course. That includes lesson notes and transcripts and also vocabulary and exercises to help you get more out of each lesson. The Coffee Break Spanish magazine premium edition is available at the Coffee Break Academy and you can head to coffeebreakacademy.com for more information. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Coffee Break Spanish magazine and we now have a question from a listener. And this time it's over to Jean. Hello, this is a question from Jean Stewart. I'm just a bit confused about the Spanish pronunciation of B and V, which sounds similar and I'm not sure when you use which. Thank you. Thank you, Jean. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias, Jean. It is a tricky question, and I think <laughs> lots of of listeners, lots of learners, do worry about this. But I would say, don't worry. No se preocupe. No, no, no. <laughs> we are really lucky today because we've got both Fernanda and Anabel in the studio, and I think it would be a really interesting idea to have Fernanda and Anabel talk a little bit this from two different country perspectives. So I'm going to hand over to the two of you. <laughs> gracias. Hola, Anabel, ¿cómo estás? Hola, muy bien, ¿cómo estás tú? Muy bien, gracias. Pues la pregunta es muy interesante y una pregunta que muchos estudiantes siempre tienen, ¿verdad? Sí. Pero como, bueno, lo primero que decía Mark, no se preocupen. No, porque además no es un sonido, el V, que tengamos en español. No. So, yeah, because we do not have this sound in Spanish. It's not something that we are going to say, oh, I don't understand what you mean. So don't worry about that. But it's even easier because we do not make any difference. No, we usually don't recognize it at all. Yeah. So if you say the classic example of vaca, <laughs> if you say vaca or vaca, I'm going to understand you no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Exacto. Yeah. Eh, y es lo mismo en todos los países. Sí. So basically, Jean, the answer here is don't worry about it. Um, when you're you're hearing a Spanish speaker, sometimes I feel that when it's the start of a word, sometimes it feels a little bit more kind of plosive, like a b, -b, -b sound. Um, but then when it's in the middle of a word, sometimes it's a little more of a... But there's no real rule and there's no real um, sort of distinction between the, the, the different sounds. However, what there is, is a distinction between what we call these letters in different parts of the <laughs> Spanish-speaking world. So in Spain, Anabel, what do we call B and V? And perhaps we'll throw in double W as well, okay? So in Spain, B is B and V is V and double U is W. Y Fernanda, ¿cómo es en Chile? <ríe> Otra historia. <ríe> Entonces, B es B larga. V, B corta. And W es doble B. <ríe> so my advice here is just to think of the names of the letters are more complicated than the actual pronunciation. That's my advice to you, Jean. Exactamente. <ríe> We hope this helps. Pues muchas gracias a Fernanda y también a Anabel. Gracias a ti. Gracias, Mark. 
And of course, thank you to Jean for sending in the question. Now, if you have a question like Jean, then you can call our voicemail line. And that is in the UK, 0141 416 6880. In the US, it's 347 474 6880. And in Australia, it's 08 7200 Or if it's easier for you, just head to coffeebreakquestions.com, where you'll be able to leave your voicemail on the site. Pues aquí estamos otra vez con Sofía. Hola, Sofía. Hola a todos. Y tengo una pregunta para ti. ¿Cómo dices tú B and V? Bueno, digo V. ¿Para? Vaca. No. Okay. V como vaca. So v es V, v. como en España. Sí. Y B como... De bueno. De bueno. B. B. Ah, sí. ok. Entonces lo mismo que en España. Sí. B y V. Pero, how do you say W? W. W. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, eso es diferente. Okay, so what you've learned here in this episode is there are lots of different ways of saying the letters B, V, and W, depending on where you are in the Spanish-speaking world. But, again, don't worry about this. You understand me if I say vaca and vaca and vaca and so on, yeah? Suena igual. Perfecto. Okay, coming back to our topic today, because you're, you're obviously very happy. Estás muy contenta hoy porque estás, estamos hablando de Panamá. Sí. Entonces, ¿qué tienes para nosotros? Bueno, por la influencia estadounidense en el país, eh, los panameños hemos adoptado varios términos. Okay. Slangs. Slang, okay. So some Panamanian slang today. Go for it. Bueno, este es uno sencillo. Fren. Friend. Friend. ¿Podría querer decir quizás amigo? Sí, sí. Okay. Viene de friend. Friend. Ok, pero vosotros o, o ustedes dicen friend. Sí, que sopa friend. <laughs> que sopa friend. That's so Panamanian slang. So, so, give me again. Que sopa friend. Que sopa friend. Yeah. So, que sopa. Que, que, ¿Hay un verbo sopar? <laughs> no. no. Es que pasó, pero al revés. Ah, ok. Que pasó. Al revés. Amigo. Ah, sopa. Que sopa. Pasó. Que sopa, friend. Yeah. So, what happened, friend? Yeah. Or, you know, what, what's up? What's up? Yeah. yeah. Ok. Que sopa, friend. <laughs> I'm going to start that next time with you, ok? <laughs> what else do you have? Bueno, tenemos chilling. Chilling. Como okay. chilling. Yeah. Relajándose. Pero igual, pero mm -hmm. sin la G al final. Like mm -hmm. Chilling. Es relajado, algo cool. Ok, okay. entonces es, es un adjetivo. Se puede describir algo como chilling. Por ejemplo, ¿he pasado una tarde chilling ayer? Sí, sí, okay. una tarde tranquila. Tranquila, chilling, sí. Bueno, a veces nosotros usamos palabras en inglés, sí. pero con... Super panamanizadas, básicamente. <laughs> okay, so panamanianified words, yeah? Yes. Okay, so give us an example of one of these. Okay, popcorn. Yeah. Le decimos porcón. Porcón. Sí. So you wouldn't say popcorn, you would say porcón. Sí, el porcón. Okay, there was one <laughs> other word that you told me about earlier, and that was the word for 25 cents, 25 centavos. Sí, en Panamá eh, le decimos cuara. Cuara. Sí. Ok, ¿se escribe C-U-A-R-A? Sí, un cuara. Pero se quiere, bueno, quiere decir a quarter. Exactly. <laughs> ok, so this is a Panamanian version of uh, 25 cents, which would become uh, un or una cuara. Un cuara. Ok, un cuara. 
I think it's really interesting here because when we teach a single R sound in Spanish, very often we try to get people to think of how you would say the word, for example, butter in a kind of American accent or a New York accent or something like that. And I'm going to embarrass myself here by saying this, um, kind of like butter. <laughs> so that double T sound there is almost identical to a single R sound in Spanish. Well. So if you say un cuara, the cuara, that is kind of like the same sound that you would hear in uh, butter or bottle, like a bottle of water. And wow. that bottle, that's the Spanish R, singular. There we go. Wow, nunca lo he pensado, la verdad. <laughs> y si suena, si suena. Sí, 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 suena, suena, wow. suena. Ok, pues muchas gracias a ti y gracias otra vez por haber compartido algo de tu cultura hoy. A la orden, Marc, a la orden, Fernanda, y nos vemos la próxima vez. Perfecto. Well, that is it for another episode of the Coffee Break Spanish magazine. We hope you've enjoyed learning a little about Panama today. And, of course, if you'd like more, if you'd like access to the, the transcript, then you can do so over at the Coffee Break Academy. If you simply head to coffeebreakacademy.com, you can look for the Coffee Break Spanish magazine season three, and you'll find the transcript with lesson notes and also vocabulary and exercises to help you get more out of our text today. Amigos, recuerden que nuestros episodios de Coffee Break Spanish salen cada dos semanas y hay mucho contenido para practicar. También pueden buscarnos en Facebook como Coffee Break Spanish para ver los diferentes puntos culturales que agregamos. En Twitter somos Learn Spanish y si nos siguen en Instagram pueden buscarnos como Coffee Break Languages. Perfecto. Entonces, Coffee Break Languages en Instagram. Coffee Break Spanish on Facebook and we are just Learn Spanish on Twitter. We will be back next time and Annabelle will be joining us next time and we've got an interesting text from Annabelle. It was nice to hear her today sí. but we'll see you all very soon. Muchas gracias, gracias. y Adiós. hasta la próxima. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2020, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2020, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. <laughs>